1: Everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and I am joined by my fellow co-host, the secretly
0: sacrilegious Arwin. Oh my! Oh, so so secretly and and uh, sacrilegious, I am I? I guess. Um, <laughs> hi,
1: Joe. <laughs> I know I did it right when I threw you off. Uh, up to S, are we? <laughs> <laughs> up to S, yes. Hello, chat room. All right, and we are joined as always by the silent sadistic Louis Alon. Hello, Joe!
2: <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, chat room. And, and you know what? Those, those words are appropriate, I should say. <laughs>
1: <Just> and, a- <laughs> right? <laughs> it was meant to be his joke, but if I if I nail some kind of truth, I apologize. We are joined by the squishy, smooth, David Deenforce Adams. I, I'm like a ball of dough. <laughs> Just a, a round ball of I don't
3: know. Hi, <laughs> Robotic. <everybody>. It's Dave.
1: <laughs> and we are joined, lastly, but surely lastly, the sensationally special Shank the Tank. Dave is squishy.
4: I'm not kidding. I was, I'm was. i glad I was muted because I was laughing pretty hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We have a heck of a show for you guys. There is one point of debate that's going to take up most of our show today, and I'm sure most of you who are following Ellis Scrolls online news are aware of this topic we will get into that in a
0: little while but first we have some amazing sponsors sure and we want to thank guildlaunch.com for sponsoring our show in part today head over to their site guildlaunch.com in order to get your free guild site set up today and you can enjoy such great features as mobile optimized sites dkp tools and multi-gaming support Uh, But if you want to unlock the real power from your your new guild site, you can choose from one of their three different subscription plans starting at just $7 a month. And you'll get your own domain, Google Analytics. You can choose from 10, 25, or 60 gigs of storage. You'll be able to use advertising attendance reports. And you can push it even further by utilizing full CSS customization. Uh, It's over at guildlaunch.com. Slay more dragons. And also by tweakedaudio.com. These guys create unbelievable earbuds, quality earbuds. They'll ship them to you for free. You can't beat their customer service. They're going to stick in a lifetime warranty. Anything happens to these things, call them up, send them back. They'll replace them virtually every single time for free. All right, just dropping our code off the record. You get all of those... Incentives to go to tweakedaudio.com right there with the code off the record. And additionally, you'll get 30% off your entire order with that code off the record. That's again over at tweakedaudio.com. And lest we not forget, such awesome fans such as Couch Warrior TV, which is an epic storytelling event set in Skyrim and broadcast on YouTube. Join the adventure over at couchwarrior.tv. Thanks for all the great ESO coverage, guys. You're a class act. Do they listen to the show? <laughs> <laughs> and also by Scott, who says, and I'm quoting Scott here, I'm not making this up. Thank you, Scott, by the way, who says, shout out to the whole QGN crew. You guys do an amazing job to bring us great content and entertainment. This isn't much, but I hope it helps with packs and whatever else is needed. Thank you so much, Scott. We appreciate your donation. Yep, we are heading to PAX
1: next week, of our one. You and me, man. Yeah. With Brian Armstrong. And Dave and Lou and Shank are going to be here to hold down the fort. In our absence, we wish them the best of luck.
3: Sounds like it's going to be the best episode ever.
1: Ever. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you don't have me. Part. <laughs> oh, man. Such a good time. And yes, that donation is going to help a lot with packs. We thank you guys very, very much for your donations to the network. All right, we got something quick to mention before we get into the meat and potatoes. And what do we got, Ivarwin?
0: Well, August 19th, ZeniMax Online Studios released another Creating ESO article, this time surrounding the Flame Atronarch. Head over to ElderScrollsonline.com to learn all about this classic Elder Scrolls monster, how it comes to life in ESO. I'm rather a big fan of the flame astronaut. They're sexy. Yeah. And fiery. Yeah. And s- yeah. I and think stuff. I even saw one with flame nipples once. That's pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, we see what I did there. What
1: yeah. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evarin, we couldn't have done better if we planned it. Yeah. All right, I'm guys. Scripted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So we have a lot of big stuff to get into, but before we get into the major, major topic, we're going to get into first something that's awesome. Elder Scrolls Online has over three million beta signups so far. What? Evarone, do
0: you want to enlighten us further? Absolutely. So the Elder Scrolls Online has had over three million beta applications so far, according to Matt Firer in an interview with PCGamesN.com. Speaking to the website, the Gamescom fire said, we've had, and I quote, we've had well over three million beta signups, which we haven't announced before. You don't want to let too many people in early because the game is frankly not too good in early beta and you don't want to expose too many people to that, but we're well into the tens of thousands. Now, 3 million people in counting signed up to try out a game that isn't even finished yet. is pretty impressive. And considering Guild Wars 2 sold around 3 million copies total, it's clear there's a lot of interest and a lot of expectation for The Elder Scrolls Online which is scheduled to release spring of 2014. Uh, we just want to thank Brian Armstrong who uh, is the author of this article. You can find that and him on ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com
4: I, I have a quick question, Agar. Um, how many, is that normal for beta signups like that? No. Many? <laughs> like
1: what's? I guess what's what's like the expected number? Usually around a few hundred thousand at the most for an anticipated game.
4: So well, all right.
1: Yeah, that I've I don't think I've ever heard of a closed <laughs> beta being for signups
0: reaching three million. If a game launches and they get three million subscriptions their first month, I think that's like uh, records. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah, you only see this kind of stuff whenever blizzard brings out betas and you you there are maybe you can count on one hand the amount of games that pull in this, these numbers and for this being the first online game from Zenimax this is
0: unprecedented. Well, yeah, all right, without a <laughs> doubt, yeah.
1: It is very very impressive. You know, I I it's great they're pushing beta for one, we want the game to be as polished as possible when it releases, but you really don't understand what this game is about fully until you play it. And it's like, once you play it, you're going to get hooked. <laughs> Whether it being Blade Beta or not, you're going to get hooked, and that's a good thing. Yeah. All right, guys. Do we really want to do this? Do we have to?
0: Yeah, we kind of have to. It's sort yeah. of our responsibility at this yeah, point. <laughs> we <and then laughs> could
1: talk <laughs> about my glow stick pool. I mean, no. we could sure. talk about other things like, you know, how our days were and such, but...
0: Oh, that's, that's a fantastic idea. How about now? No. no. <laughs> all right,
1: fine. <laughs> all right, guys. I know that we're going to have five different opinions on this for the most part. Maybe not. I know what my opinion is, and I am very anxious to hear what my fellow co-host opinions are. Very anxious, in fact. So, I kind of have ideas because I know you guys so well after all this time. But um, I'm going to let you guys tell everybody this first. But
0: first... I'm going to let Ivarwin give us the breakdown. Sure. Well, here's the pink elephant in the room, guys. All right. Wednesday, August 21st at Gamescom, ZeniMax Online Studios announces their business model, which was published in games du- GameStar.de, which is a German-based gaming news site. Uh, in the article, Elder Scrolls Online game director Matt Fire explains to GameStar... That they have chosen a subscription-based model for Elder Scrolls Online and confirming that ESO will cost $14.99 a month with your initial 30 days free. Other discounts will be available, though Fira declined to comment on what that might be, stating, and I quote, We'll talk about further discounts, etc. later, but for now, we're very happy to finally announce our model. It's very simple. You pay once a month after the first 30 days and the entire game is available to you. End quote. Debate, the hot and sticky kind with bikinis and mudslinging ensued over the internet, over the announcement, with many believing that Zoss's decision to not include some sort of free-to-play model will price them out of the game. Other, others maintained that. That if they do not include a subscription fee on a month, on a per month basis, that the game will not receive the kind of financial support a game of its kind requires in order to release timely updates, fixes, server maintenance, and quality customer support and quality game development. Fire defended his position by stating, and I quote: "Charging a flat monthly or subscription fee means that we'll offer players the game." we set out to make and the one that the fans want to play. Going with any other model meant that we would have to make sacrifices and changes we're not willing to make. Additionally, he stated that, and I quote, the Elder Scrolls games are all about allowing the players to go where they want, be who they want and do what they want. We feel that putting pay gates between the player and the content at any point in game ruins that feeling of freedom and just having one small monthly fee 100% 100% access of the game fits the IP in the game much better than a system where you'd have to pay for features to access as you play, end quote so, so, gentlemen
1: What I would like to do first is let every one of us have our own time to give our opinion without interruption, and after that we can debate till we're blue in the face. So, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with Evarwin, then we'll go to Lude, Dave, and Shank. I'll hit up last.
0: And ready, Varlin? Yeah, sure. Go. Uh, me personally, all right. I I don't agree with this model. Um, I think it's it's outdated, and I think the uh, the industry as a whole is is looking to move on from this. I think allying it. Th- I think this game allying itself with this sort of model is going to mean that they're going to have to change it up later on. Now, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm going to pay a subscription no matter what. And I see a tremendous amount of benefits to going subscription for the game. For the game to be a subscription-based only game, I see a lot of benefits. But I see just as many benefits if it had some kind of free-to-play model inserted inside of it. And what makes me nervous, and the reason why ultimately I do disagree with this decision, is because I think there's such a demand for a free-to-play model that the game is not going to be able to sustain itself in this kind of competitive MMO market without a free-to-play model of some kind. That's me.
1: And Lou?
2: Looking at this, and looking over the information that they put out. I'm also disappointed in what they've done to make this... Again, this is, I guess, the initial news they've put out. I was actually hoping for a hybrid model myself. right? Having the option to have a sub-plan and a free-to-play model as well with the actual pay gates included uh, into the game. Um, I mean, I understand what he means when he says... They don't don't wish to put pay gates between the play and the content. But then again, if you want to appeal to the most amount of people out there uh, across all your platforms, then give them the options. I mean, they've always said they want to give the player options. Well, this is one of the areas I think they fell short of. I mean, if they had provided both options to the player base, okay, I think we'd be seeing a lot of happy emails Hop, hap, you know, a lot of happy tweets, Facebook comments, what have you, on any social media, uh, Reddit, that's for you, Crispy, um, <laughs> you know, saying this is great. Okay, they're appealing to people who can do this, this crowd, and this crowd. Okay, they really are sticking to the word that they want to get everyone in there. They want to make this game as available to everyone as they can. And keeping it just sub-based for now, I mean, we'll see what happens, but being that, they'd actually have to start then producing content that will actually engage, you know, players and make it worth their subscription. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm going to buy the game anyway and pay the subscription regardless, okay? But that's just, you know, that's just me. But for everyone else who may not have the opportunity for whatever reasons, okay, uh, not having a hybrid version, not having a free-to-play model, I think is a move uh, they slipped on and they should... Seriously reconsider this. Because there's still time. I mean, worst case scenario, what did they say? Quarter one, 2014? You got four months. If they release in January, at least four months to say, all right, let's see what we can do to rework this. So, again, hybrid model. They should have went the hybrid model.
1: And Mr. Dave? All
3: right. I honestly... I I played the game at PAX. The game's damn good. But here's what it boils down to. It's all about what product are they giving out and what is it going to be worth? When we say yes in the world of MMOs, certain things are are moving more toward what people like and certain things are, are profitable. Honestly, that has no bearing on a game that's so brand new as this. If the game, Elder Scrolls Online, is worth $15 a month, then I'd say that this is the proper plan that they should have. If they feel that this is what their game is worth, and if they feel that having a constant stream of income is better for them, then this is what they should do. On the other hand, if a consumer, if we feel that the game is not worth this, whether or not people can pay for it, that that's beside the point. The point is, is if we feel that it is not worth this as a whole, then we're not going to pay the $15 and they're going to have to change their plan. What What it is, though, is this isn't... I don't feel that this is trying to harm anyone in the community. This wasn't an... A, a idea made just because they're, you know, oh, we want to stay elite, so we're going to say, if you can't pay the $15 pay gate right off the bat, you're not going to be able to play the game. That's not what they're saying. What this is, is this is trying to pull people into the game for their commitment. This is a a step in the direction of trying to get people committed to the game right off the bat, because if there's If you have to pay for it just to play the game, you're probably going to sub. Because you're not going to want to waste the pay of purchasing the game, even if it comes with 30 days. You're probably not going to want to waste that money by not playing it to its full content. You know, Pulling in in every bit of the game. So you're probably going to sub if you purchase the game. They already know that. So they're, they know they're going to get someone at least for a few months, right off the bat, anyone who plays the game. On top of that, I'd expect that mm, pretty shortly after the release of the game, I'd say within the first three months, I'm going to be expecting to see a, well, I hope to see a free trial to allow anyone who wants to play the game to test the game. And... I'm not going to be happy unless I see that. I I get the 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 $15. And you know what, if it's worth the $15 a month, let it stay $15 a month. But if if they don't have a way for people to actually play this game without committing to purchasing the box, I'm not going to be happy with it.
1: And Mr. Shank. <clears throat> okay. okay. I'm okay. There we go. No more mute. Uh
3: so I actually wrote down a
4: couple notes. Um, I feel kind of like a nerd, but oh well. Um, first, I want to state off the onset that uh, I'm not attacking the game. I, I I'm completely sure this game is very very fun and is a very solid experience. And I I you know I honestly think it's going to be a great game. Now there there's a couple things I would like to point out that I wrote down here. Um, uh, Mr. Fire states quote. We feel that putting pay gates between the player and content at any point in game ruins that feeling of freedom. And just having one small monthly fee for 100% access to the game fits the IP and the game much better than a system where you have to pay for features and access as you play, end quote. Now, I may be misunderstanding um, what the what a pay gate is, uh, but I, I don't understand how a subscription is... Not uh, you know not putting pay gates between the player and content. We we know that they, uh, they Zoss, have consistently um, stated that you know hey you know we're, we're building this MMO it's going to be difficult because you know we're trying to attract um, p- uh, people from both camps camps being the Elder Scrolls side and the MMO side and um, you know naturally a, a significant portion of those new players which will be will be p- people from the console and who are completely new to uh, MMOs and have never touched an MMO and only know the console uh, Elder Scrolls games that they've come to love. And I fear that this subscription model will discourage such players who are going to see this as just another traditional MMO model, which may be you know, off-putting to some people because um, if they're touting this as to be, um, you know this is going to be the next great MMO, it's going to you know buck some trends here and there, I fear that a subscription model to a um, newbie console player, they may look at this and say, okay, well, it's acting just like another MMO and may become discouraged from the game. Um, Me, because I, I have such a console background and while, yes, I do play Skyrim on the PC. I play my Xbox and my other consoles a lot. And that's where I first fell in love with the Elder Scrolls were, were on my consoles. So you know, I, th- I think it's a lot to ask for if you pay $60 for the game, plus uh, 50 or $60 for Xbox Live and PS Plus, respectively. That's for the online service. Plus $15 a month for the ESO subscription. I think this is going to add up a lot for the console people. And if they want to attract these people, I think this is going to be maybe, you know, it's going to discourage them saying, hey, you know, we're, we're paying a lot of money here uh, to play this game. Um, I've received a lot of tweets I'm not going to mention uh, any specifics here, but I mentioned uh, I've been receiving a lot of tweets um, both sides of this argument, as I'm sure many of you guys have. Um, you, and the internet at large, uh, you know, saying, "Hey, well, wh- why don't you, uh, you know, to me, why-, why don't you buy the the PC and avoid the Xbox Live, PlayStation Plus costs? Because you know, on the PC, I've, clearly, it's basically free to play games online." But I think that's that's slightly missing the point because I think you need to remember that uh, people like me who are used to the the console style are we're used to having uh, that interaction and the the gamepad interaction, which you know PC gamers may scoff at that because yes, a keyboard and mouse has its advantages, but it's different when you're used to one set of control and UI. It's not necessarily easy to switch over to the other one. So I think. I don't know. I, I think this is this is this is going to. I think this is going to discourage the console people like myself, who I know that if I buy it, it's going to be on the console and not the PC. So, I mean, f- me personally, I I'm honestly not sure if I'm going to buy this game now because of this. Um, and
1: that's yeah, that that's my notes right there. That's, that's about it. You're very very wrong, Mister Shank. Uh, as a matter of fact Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus has already stated that subscription based game content will not be required to have Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus to play so you don't have to worry about that extra fee
4: wait I'm sorry like okay so maybe uh, could, do you mind linking me to that because I honestly would love to see that because if it's true then of course that it's would true. be a huge
1: reprieve well
0: yeah we'll we'll find <laughs> it Chank, as, as Joe goes through his thing we'll, we'll find it <clears throat> alright well thanks
1: I am all for their subscription model. Uh, like I said, we would all have different uh, opinions on this. <coughs> I am all for it. And you guys got to keep in mind one thing. $15 a month, having to pay for the game with a first month free, is standard among all MMOs that require a pay model out of the gate. It's standard. I mean, that's the very standard fee. And you also keep in mind that World of Warcraft started with that fee eight years ago. Right. The fact that we're not paying 20 bucks a month for Elseworlds off the record, I am happy about that because by inflation, by all rights, they could, but they're not going to. Um, when it comes to the subscription-based MMOs like this, see, I already know I want to play this game. I already know I'm going to invest that money in the game. You know, I probably would have paid a lot more than 15 bucks a month if it was free-to-play model, a lot more, to just try to unlock everything and try to get rid of that free-to-play model stuff that really gets irritating sometimes in free-to-play games. Even Riff gets to me sometimes on this is having to go into the store and buy little tidbits of stuff just to feel like I'm playing an actual pay-to-play game. Um, Also, it's going to guarantee that they're going to be on staff. They're going to have that customer support. They're going to have that content coming out on a regular basis. And if they don't, mind you, if they don't do that, they're going to fail. So they're going to have to dedicate that staff, and that money is going to keep that staff there working for us to make this amazing game that they've been promising us. So I have zero problems paying $15 a month for this game. In fact, I am excited about that. Um, I think the only way to make it really perfect is if they come out with a, with a free trial period and then say, okay, you like the game? Go ahead and go ahead and buy the game. We'll give you the first month free, and you can go sub after that. If they do a free-to-play with this, with this monthly model, um, I'm going to be expecting the game that I've been hoping for for the last, what, two years now or more? So, that is my opinion. And the fact is, like, also, I've seen games go from pay-to-play to to, to -to free-to-play, and every single time, their staff has suffered. They cut staff in a big way. Even Rift has done that. It's very noticeable in Rift.
3: Yeah, it is very noticeable.
1: They went from a 24-hour customer support service down to an 8-hour, 5 days a week after the Switch, because they can't afford the cost of running that kind of customer support. They can't. So, that's my piece. And, gentlemen, we've all set our pieces. Now it's time to uh, add more, if you guys would like.
2: Yeah, um, if I may. Uh, I noticed means. back in the chat someone saying about DLC for WoW. Um, it was for free. <sighs> well, last I checked my first part of playing WoW, I had to pay for Burning Crusade mm-hmm. along my subscription. I had to pay for Wrath of the Lich King. I paid for Cataclysm. And I also paid for Mists of Pandaria.
1: And the game itself.
2: And the game itself. So... DLC, if you're counting those patches for the raids, yes, that's DLC. That's included with the content, but you still had to pay to gain access to Burning Crusade, Wrath, Cata, and Mop. Um, so, let, you know, let's... I just wanted to clarify that. You still pay for that. The DLC, like the patches for the raids, no, that's DLC. That's, that's not included as uh, content. Or that's content, but not in the true sense of an expansion. Okay, That's just little things you add here and there.
1: And I also want to mention that I think that every one of my co-hosts had very legitimate points, and uh, that that uh, little description you guys went into, you, your thoughts, was exactly what I was expecting. It sides from every side of the coin, which is awesome. Um, you guys have anything
0: else to say on what another host said, Evolin? Um, I, I would I would say that a lot of I, I agree with a lot of what what Shank had said. Um, the the one thing being that Matt Fire had stated. You know, this—they um, don't want any pay gates. They don't—they don't want to lock their content and constantly hound the—the—the the, uh, the player to to purchase new 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 tracks of land or new pieces of content just to to get further in the game. It's going to break your—it's going to break your immersion in exploration. That's not what Elder Scrolls is all about, you know. And uh, so I understand that—that's—that's that's the idea they're coming from. But at the same time, you, you also have to understand that console players don't necessarily always have the kind of funding that, that MMO players usually have. So you're, you're the, you have the biggest pay gate of all in front of, in front of the player, which is subscribing to the game. That's, that's one thing I, I disagree with i I think that a hybrid model would would have been very understandable to the player, and I don't necessarily buy the the marketing excuse that he gave to GameStar regarding this. I don't think it was based on pay gates and end user um, enjoyment. I don't think that was really what what cemented the decision. I think what cemented the decision was that this, this seems to be you know, the, a guaranteed source of revenue, the easiest way to come out of the gate and guarantee revenue. You can count on how much money you're going to get from one month to the next just based on how many subscription numbers you have. And you can't necessarily do that with a cash shop. You make more money or less money from one day to the next with a, with a cash shop and that's understandable. I can understand why they would want to limit that. But again, I think that a hybrid model where you offer a subscription and you also have a free to play model would have worked a lot better. And I think a lot of that is because you're not competitive right now. There's so many other free to play games out there and the the biggest problem I see with this is you're going to get the person that says A, I can't afford it or B there's so many other free-to-play games out there right now. I don't have to play Elder Scrolls. I don't care that much about it. I would rather play a game that I can try for free for a little while and pay as I go. And I know they've got a 30-day subscription. I, uh, you know, A subscription-free plan. I, I know they have that. But for a lot of people, that's just not good enough anymore. The market has changed, and they're still using marketing from 10 years ago. You know, I mean, they they, they had said that this game is, is going to be innovative. And I'm very surprised that their subscription model, their business model, rather, is not innovative. It's 10 years old and older. And I think a lot of the market is going to recognize that and be turned off by it. Now, at the same time, Wildstar announced the exact same thing. So it's not like this is a... Co- oh, my God. They did. They announced that oh. they have a subscription model. They are a subscription-based game. That's what WildStar oh. said. So, so in Elder Scrolls corner is is also the fact that you know WildStar is a brand new game. It's coming out, and they're doing the exact same thing. So, you know, is it really um, a dying a dying uh, business model? Maybe, maybe not. But a lot of the trend that that we're seeing and we're hearing seems seems like it is i'm very surprised by this move
4: man i have a couple of questions if i may yeah um number one um the the hybrid model uh, you please correct me if i'm wrong but so you you have a free to play and just like and a subscription like what a, what a, a
0: hybrid what a hybrid model technically is is uh at least in my own head and i'm sure you guys can can check me on it your game is is you can either purchase the game outright or you can download it for free and play the game for free. And you have a cash shop inside the game. And there's all pieces of content and all different kinds of things they monetize. And if you want them, you can buy them to make your you know, your game a little easier to play or more enjoyable. At the same time, they also offer a subscription. Hey, guys, if you really love our game and you want all of these features unlocked and you don't have to buy anything through the cash shop that you don't want to... Subscribe to the game on a per-month basis. Now, personally speaking, I, I this doesn't mean anything to me. Whether they go sub-based sub, sub based only, hybrid, or strictly free-to-play when there's no subscription, it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm going to play this game no matter what, and I'm going to subscribe to it no matter what, and I'm happy to pay the subscription because of all the, the, all the benefits that do come with that.
1: Uh, hybrids usually what they call a true hybrid usually is when you have the subscription you have all your bags, all your character slots open all the content available to you usually when it's, when it's a, a hybrid free to play you can download the game for free but 90% of the content will be locked to you you only have maybe like one bag inventory space, maybe one character but you would have to pay each individual transaction to unlock different pieces which will eventually wind up paying more than the actual sub fee if you unlock everything that's the so, traditional. Yeah, that's that's how
4: EverQuest is. is. I was just going to ask: is that is that what Rift is, or is that not what that Rift is? Rift is not, Rift's Rift a, a true free to play. Okay, because yeah. I know on the show you guys mentioned that there's like subscription and stuff. So I not was just a really.
1: It's not really a subscription. In fact, it doesn't unlock anything. It just gives you a couple little perks. Oh. And yeah, it just bonuses.
3: It could, like no. increased movement speed. You know, increased. Uh, Currency XP gain, gain every day. Yeah, nothing. Okay. Nothing that's going to stop you from playing the game. Where there's other games out there, like I hate to keep bringing it up. Well, that's uh, because
0: you haven't gotten the Storm Legion content yet, and you have to buy that if you're a complete free to play. You have to buy that stuff. If you have the you subscription, mean? you get that.
1: No, you don't. I didn't. What do you mean? I had to buy the uh, Storm Legion Souls separate.
0: That's because you were free to play at the time.
1: No, I subbed before I bought it.
0: Well, I, I disagree with that, and I, you know I mean you can you can if you do some looking you'll see it's it's a little different. Um,
1: I researched it, but okay.
4: I had a second question about the uh, the 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 I guess the the MMO. Um, uh, market. I don't even know if that's the right word, but <laughs> so we we know that um, you know from their tweets and information, you know that that uh, Zos is in a, uh, a beta stage right now, um, and they they're not going to release the game until they said spring twenty fourteen. Now, you guys are the pe- you, I mean you 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 play MMOs, so you know this far better than I do. Is it is it normal for a game or a developer to announce their business model this far out from launch? Yeah, it is okay. Okay, because for some reason I thought that like MMOs don't do that until they're only like you know one or two months out or something. But okay,
0: they they do that as well. It, it it's not unheard of for them to to announce this this far out. Um, like I said, WildStar is is further out, I believe. Oh, okay. oh no! They're, they're no same time actually. Spring 2014. Yeah, so. spring
2: 2014 for them as well. Yeah, you know, so That's it's just all. as far out for them.
4: Yeah. Is there, so are there any advantages to holding out versus um,
3: announcing early? Well, they're not announcing early. They're announcing actually probably a little bit late. Wow! All right. I, well, no. I mean, I'm just. i just curious. Yeah, I mean, by I'm the just time they did the beta, that they would have had an announcement. Even the closed beta, that they would have had an announcement. Uh, saying how much they uh, were going to, what their plan for
4: the game was. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just wasn't sure. I was just curious. <laughs> I have no idea how these things work. But okay, cool.
3: Dave, what what else you have on this? Well, I've, I've seen MMOs come and go. I've seen MMOs take different routes. Um, one thing I want to say is what well, I was trying to say earlier was there's a game called Perfect World Ugh. it's by Perfect World Entertainment it's it's a game okay let me let me put it this way you as you level up you cannot progress your character at all like there's a, a quest like every 10 levels that you have to buy an item off of the, the shop to even progress the storyline with real money. That's awful. <laughs> you, you cannot progress the game without using the shop to advance your character. You cannot be the top character in that game without purchasing all of your gear from the shop. Is that you, what's called pay-to-win? That's what yeah. it's a pay-to-win. But if they call it a free-to-play model. It's a pay-to-win model. There's been very bad examples of free-to-play and there's some that gouge you. Now, games like Rift. Um, what else is there? I would say Guild Wars, but only barely. Guild Wars is damn close to being a pay to win. Like, I, I say that mean not really because you can't do anything in that game, customize wise, without shelling out an arm and a leg. Um, but I'm glad to see just for Elder Scrolls for them to say you can pay us our $15 keeps all of our business people happy, keeps all of our people employed and working around the clock and you get to do whatever the hell you want in the game honestly I feel that that's the best way for them to go at the moment There is. uh, sorry did I just interrupt someone not at all man
4: um, there's there's one uh, thing that I had in my notes here, which I'm sorry I forgot to mention. Um, but there's also this uh, this notion that I have in my head that, well, what if um, you know I'm paying the the, the fifteen dollars a month uh, uh, for the subscription, but what if you know one month something happens and like I just I just can't play that much, like I, I'd still be paying the fifteen dollars, yeah. right?
1: Is that a valid? Because like I think that's a valid concern. It's not. Uh, if anyone who's played an MMO for like I, I I subbed up to World of Warcraft for seven years, and there was times where I didn't play for an entire month, but I was still able to get right back in the game and play it regardless. And it didn't bother me having to pay that fee because it was I was paying for something that I really really enjoyed at the time. So to me, it was worth it.
0: Well, here's here's some look, here's some good great things about about a subscription. All right? Number one, fifteen dollars a month is really not a lot of money, all right there's There's something that you spend at least fifteen dollars on once a month that if you really wanted to play Elder Scrolls, you could cut out, okay? That's pizza delivery. <laughs> yeah, okay I mean it, I, not not to sound like a pompous jerk, but the, the fact of the matter is is if you really wanted to fit this somehow, you could probably find a way. Fifteen dollars a month is really not a lot of money. Such I know a that's jerky, Varwin. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I mean, you know, just like Varwin said, it's not to sound like an like an asshat, but you know, some of the tweets I had seen, no, a lot of the tweets I'd seen, a lot of the comments I'd seen on Facebook, or whatever fan sites I've gone to. All right, you have people literally complaining about a fifteen dollars fee, and as Varwin just said, I'm going to lend strength of that argument. Fifteen dollars a month. I he and I actually spoke about this early this afternoon. He's like, you know what, folks, don't buy anything at all for the next three or four days, at all. Don't care if you're going to work, don't care if you're going to school. Don't buy anything, and then come back and tell (laughs) me, well, you know, I I missed out my three cups of coffee during the day. Well, how much a cup of coffee cost by you? You know, plus your snacks, plus whatever, Mm -hmm. your incidentals, just incident, not food, just incidentals that you need to buy during the day and yeah. tell me how much it is and realize, okay, let's go back to your original complaint saying, I can't afford $15 a month. Hey, this is what you just said you need to spend. I'm sorry, what's your argument again?
1: <laughs> you yeah, know what? It's, <laughs> it's, I, 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 I can play the jerk hardcore already. You know those extra sodas you buy at work every day getting fat? You don't need them. Drink water.
0: <laughs> if, if, if you really, I mean, you know, it, you guys are right. Uh, the fact is, is that you can cut something out. If you really want to play the, the game... You can cut something out if you're really having that you know if you're really trying to have a hard time making ends meet the fact of the matter though is if you really have to cut something out in order to pay fifteen dollars a month, you probably shouldn't be wasting your money on on a video game anyway so so I guess my point is is put it into perspective okay if you really want to play this game, fifteen dollars a month for what you get for fifteen dollars a month is really not that bad you're going to Matt and I I I disagree with with this but I am going to say that Matt Fire is right. Okay? To to run around the game as the end user and all of a sudden hit, you know, a wall and says, "Oh, you can't access, you know, such and such land because you didn't pay for it, and you have to download it." That's annoying. It's like, Extremely annoying. Yeah,
1: it's a breath of fresh air to me, knowing that I'm going to I'm gonna have to pay $15 a month, so I'm going to be a little bit less soda, So which I, my doctor yelled at me about today anyway, is drinking too much Mountain Dew. A little bit less soda, or I can just stop subbing for another game that I don't even play anymore, like Side 2, which I still hmm. f- remember that I've been subbing for the last six months. I have not played it at all. But... um,
0: oh, have hold- that, that... Huh? Yeah, hold, hold on one second. If I could just demonstrate something else... That you're not going to have to... You're not going to have to put up with this. Hey, guys. Okay, Call of Duty fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. You're not going to have to put up with that.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't (laughs) believe you just went there.
0: That's where we're going to go, all right? I'm not pulling any punches on this, all right? The fact of the matter is that there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things that comes with this. One of the great things that comes with this is you're not going to get some snot-nosed punk... Who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford the game? Who, who, you know, whose parents didn't didn't let him have the game? All right, oh, download the game for free, or or get the game and then and then put it on his Xbox or his PlayStation and jump in there or, and come over your your TV set with you know whatever he 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 wants. All right, there is going to be there is going to be that barrier to entry. So I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I guess I guess it's a dramatic way of saying that the people that are going to be playing the game really wanna be there <laughs> and are going to make for better party members more not, more often than not, more mature party members. People who really want to be there. I'm probably be playing I'll the also
1: hands. keep in mind that World of Warcraft has thirteen million people playing paying fifteen dollars a month without a care. Okay. I'm just saying it's not gonna it it's not gonna be that big of a deterrent. The subscription is not going to be that big of a deterrent for the community. It really isn't in the long run. I don't think. Well, um, I, I don't would think have to. The
3: is still understanding. Um, fifteen dollars subscription on your Xbox is going to be the exact same as fifteen dollars subscription on the computer. Yeah. We do, do. We still not have that. There's not going to be a difference in the size of the community on one system for the others. I think there will
4: be. I, I, I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. I think there will be, because, I mean, I, I, just from, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, both explicitly console players and exp- or and I have another, you know, they're they're explicitly PC gamers, and I can tell you that their thinking is very very different. Like a console gamer approaches gaming in a different way than a PC player will. Really? So I, I play... definitely think if they see this, I'm a console well, there too. Okay, but uh, I'm ta- I'm talking about people that are strictly console people, they there who may be interested in a game like this because all they've done is played uh, an Elder Scrolls game on their console their whole life and haven't touched a PC. Who may be interested in a game like this because say hey you know I can play with my buddy on Xbox Live that's cool like I don't have to get a beast PC that's awesome. I I think this is going to create a barrier of entry for them, and I definitely think this is going to. It's, I don't know if "alienates" the right word, but it's going to marginalize the console community versus um, the PC and Mac community. So I definitely think that there's uh, a barrier of entry here. You know,
1: there's something else I want to bring up really quick I just remembered. Um, I've seen a lot of concern going on lo- on the internet lately about, I don't want to pay two subscriptions, one for my console, one for my PC. You won't have to, because traditionally, when it comes to co- um, sub-based MMOs, it's per your account, not per your platform. So yeah. you have one subscription Subscription fee, and if you buy the game initially for a PC and PlayStation 3, you can still play it with only $15 a month.
3: But this this isn't an odd thing for MMOs on consoles either. Uh, I don't shank, you, you're not right. I'm sorry for saying it like that, but you're not. Uh, Final Fantasy 11 had the subscription on the 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 ps2 uh fantasy star online fantasy star universe both had subscriptions the exact same way even on the gamecube the exact same way that
4: may be true and i'm not doubting that that's not true they probably have the exact same model my my argument doesn't stem from that it stems that console players have a different expectation of how to game regardless of genre than PC no, players, uh, don't. gamers No, they do. Single
3: player console
4: gamers do. Exactly. Exactly. And that but that's who I'm ta- I'm trying to talk to that market segment who are very very used to the the single player experience who may be interested in a game like this. I think they, they I honestly do believe that yes there are RPG or MMOs on consoles that you know will that have the uh the the fee that you were talking about the subscription fee, but the single player community who may have been initially interested in this and may have been on the fence, I think this just discouraged them because they see this as a barrier
0: well here here 's the thing all right uh, regarding regarding that point shank you're you're not wrong, okay because I know here on our Twitter and our email we've we have gotten a lot of people saying that they're they're for this and against this almost almost split down the middle seems like, you know, every tweet that every one tweet that we get, there's another one coming in saying, you know, I don't like this or I do like this. And, you know, as well as our, our email inbox as well has been, has been saying, you know, similar to the same thing. Um, although I think the email inbox has been a bit negative. I think, uh, more people that email us have been, have been a little more negative about, about, well,
1: it, sure. When you sub. disappoint someone, they're most likely they're going to be the ones that come out and say something about it. If you're not disappointed about it, why would you bring it up?
0: Yeah. So, but, you know, the, the fact is, is that, you know, f- from what we've seen, it's been pretty much split down the middle. And a lot of the people that disagree do tend to be, you know, console players who are looking forward to playing their game like a single player's Elder Scrolls game on their console, like Skyrim, Ob- Oblivion, Morrowind. You know, they were they were looking to do that. And now they they have this giant subscription plan that's right in front of them that they weren't expecting to pay, and now you know they have to. So I, I think in 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 the point that you're trying to make, Shank, is that you know this is going to limit, dissuade, or even turn away the console crowd. I I don't think you're completely wrong on that. I tend to believe that you're actually right. Though I don't think it's going to kill the console market completely, especially making the announcement now. I think that the the way they made this annou- announcement was kind of smart, to be honest, because we've got a lot of time between now and when the game is released. You know, the news is just hitting us now. You know, months later, maybe, maybe you know, some of those console gamers will warm up to the idea that, you know, hey, you know, maybe it's not such a horrible thing. I'm, I'm used to this idea, and, you know, I'll give it a try. So, yeah, and... and- I'm sorry, everyone, go ahead. J- especially after their first 30 days.
4: Yeah. And, and just, just to be a little bit specific, because I I don't mean console, like all console gamers generally, uh, because mm-hmm. you know, I'm, sp- I'm speaking specifically to the players that are used to a single player experience that were enticed. by the idea of playing with your friend who has the same console as you do that are looking for that. So I'm, by no means, do I mean all console players I'm talking to a, specific segment, uh, many of which I mean, I have a lot of friends back home that are on the fence, and they fit perfectly into this demographic. So that, that's who
0: I'm speaking about right here. That's and all. ultimately, Joe is right about another thing that's good about subscription as well, is the, um, the kind of support that the game is going to have. It's far better than if there were not a, a uh, you know, subscription-only business model in place right it's something at least we can expect it to be to be far better and I, I am expecting it to be far better
1: oh yeah yeah definitely yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to get what I pay for and so far from what I'm seeing in the game I'm feeling very confident that I'm going to be getting what I'm going to pay for I'm not going to have to worry about going into a store and buy extra stuff to unlock content I'm going to be able to go in there and do what Shank does and just pick a direction and have fun
3: I, I think that's what it's going to boil down to. And you know what, Shank? I know that you're not comfortable with this, but I really feel that that's what it's going to boil down to for not only you, but for me too. Is, is this game going to be worth the $15 a month? And that's what it's going to be cut and dry right there.
1: Yep. So we'll see it as it comes out. Um, who knows? Maybe when open beta hits people start getting in the game they might think that oh you know what maybe it is worth paying $50 a month and they will cut out those extra sodas a week and be in the game so we will see guys I think that was a fantastic debate between all hosts
4: um, I was just gonna say yeah that was a really good debate that was a good discussion I think we needed we absolutely needed to
1: have that <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see some of us are st- we generally have the same idea as a, a team here with minor variances in our opinions Which is a good thing. All right, guys. We're going to get into some emails really quick here as I get gassy from Pepsi. Ooh, sorry about that. (laughs) Our first email comes in from Harper Larp. I'm going to let Lou read this.
2: Okay. So our first email of the night from Harper Larp. He or she writes in. Hey, guys. Love the show. You guys are awesome. Thank you, sir, or ma'am. I've been a lover of Oblivion and Skyrim for years now, and have never played an MMO. I'm concerned about hearing that dungeons are leveled. I imagine it would be insanely immersion-breaking to be exploring with my good buddy, Stavros, and to come across a dungeon we want to enter, but can't because we're not strong enough. Having to find other people to help us sounds like a hassle and a pretty big restriction. I've never found a cave or dungeon in an Elder Scrolls game that said, No! Too weak! When trying to enter or even not recommended as you just a puny mortal right now. I don't like being restricted in an Elder Scrolls game. Is my concern as an MMO noob justified? Regards Harper LARP. Well, Harper <laughs> Um Let's see. I understand you're concerned because you have played Oblivion in Skyrim. Alright, and you're I guess yeah, like you said, you are used to doing that. Just going anywhere and having the freedom to go in there and and tackle that content that's there. Um, However, again, all right, uh, what ESO is asking both crowds, okay, is to jump that gap. You know, meet the compromise. You have to step out of that single player mindset, all right, because you are playing a a massively multiplayer online role playing game. Okay? It's no longer just about you, yes, you're you, but guess what you need at times you're going to need help, all right because there, there is content out there that's specifically geared toward you know it's going to be a challenge, and if you come here by yourself, you're going to get spanked. <laughs> yeah, all right because that's what that's its intent. it's to be that kind of challenge. Well, here, if you are-
0: look at it this way. Uh, you know when you start a fir- your first character, a brand new character in Skyrim and you head south and you encounter Spriggans, let me know how that goes as a level one character.
2: Right, and, and yeah. Is that the so so totally <laughs> Yeah. It goes, your, you know, your level one in Skyrim or, or in Oblivion, and please, just go anywhere where you know where it's going to be really tough. Like, you know, take on in Skyrim. Take on, like, you know what? Go to Anthor and take on the Elder Dragon that's perched right there as a level one. Okay? I mean, we totally understand where you're coming from, but again, uh, you have to understand how the how the game is supposed to work. Uh, it's going to take some time to get used to, but, you know, you have to, I guess, gradually get used to the idea of asking for help, realizing that you can't do everything on your own. Whether that's good or bad, you know, that's not for anyone to say. It's just how the content is designed.
4: It's right, so challenge. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I think we've seen in various, I think there was a dungeon AMA a while back, uh, saying that the... The solo dungeons or the larger group dungeons—they would be marked differently on your compass. Yeah. So you you so I mean, if you don't want to go into the 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 group dungeon, you wouldn't like stumble in by accident because you. I guess you would know, right? Hey, this Supporting. is a group dungeon. I really want to do a solo one. Oh, that one over there—that's a solo icon. I can walk over there and do that one. So, I mean, I think, I, I think they're they're trying to help you along here. But as Zavaron said, I think it's it's. It, it's it. You, I think they're going to quote unquote restrict you, but naturally, like like you said, you're not gonna if you just start Skyrim, you're not gonna go into Labyrinthian and expect to come out a conquering hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: That's not gonna <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Our next email comes in to us from Eric, and Eric says, "Hey guys, I have to say I love the podcast. It makes my 40 minute drive to and from school." I have been listening since January, and I think your group is not only informative, but fun to listen to. I rarely listen to an episode where I am not laughing as part of it. I was wondering if you would be able to explain the Argonian hate that I hear most episodes. I never heard why you all hate them so much. The Argonians have been my favorite race since I played Morrowind. I love the fact that they could breathe underwater and had bonuses to using spears. This led me to swimming and finding underwater ruins. This led to a lot of fun and a lot of deaths. Thanks in advance. Eric. Shang, this one's right at you, man. I, I somehow figured you'd call on me for
0: this. <laughs> of course. You must call on... C- we're calling on you to answer for your, your uh, racist hate crimes against yeah, the Argonians. Right. L-
1: let's think about this for a second. We never had any kind of hate towards Argonians at all until a certain someone joined our show.
4: I didn't even <laughs> join. I guess hosted
1: on the, that one episode.
4: I would, I would like
3: to say that I have been a closet Argonian <laughs> hater since day one. <laughs> so okay
4: here this is the actual story okay when you first if you haven't played oblivion first of all go play it Uh, there is a there's the thieves guild quest line okay In order to join the quest line, you need to do, you basically need to steal a journal. And it's like a competition. It's like a race between you and two other people. One of them is a wood elf who really helps you later on in the guild. The other is an Argonian named Amuse. He constantly gets in your way, gets in trouble. And throughout the guild, you have to literally bail him out of jail or caves full of zombies multiple times. Like he is the biggest nuisance and he just totally soured my view of Argonians and I hate them so much.
0: Re- really what happened was um, Shank came across an Argonian who told him, uh, who, who he wanted to go into a, a cave with and do some exploring, and the Argonian Agarni- said uh, that uh, no, you're too weak. Not recommended as you're just a punty mortal right now. <clears throat> I killed him. Well, uh, we used to have um,
1: khajiit as a swear word for the longest time, so I mean... That's true, Yeah, yeah. It's fair, you know? We make fun of Nords all the time. Shank got
3: beat up by an
1: Argonian in high school. Yeah, his had a down. chip on his Shut shoulder. Shut up, Dave! <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Our next email comes in from Joshua P. Shank. This one's you, man.
4: <clears throat>
1: um, let's
4: see. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Listening to the last podcast, All Stars Three. This was this was the uh, the ESO All Stars a uh, couple weeks ago, guys. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, about the Trinity. Uh, that's tank DPS and heal. Did I remember that? Yeah. You did. And, and keeps. First, I understand the perks of being a main class uh, of tank, healer, or DPS. I played WoW as a druid tank slash DPS or off tanks in raids pre-Pandaria. Not sure what that is. Uh, the availability to have a DPS drop all and tank is a very well thought out option. But if you had one primary tank spec, two full DPS. And one with DPS slash tank or heals, specking for full tree bonus. Compiled with the self-healing abilities, this shouldn't shake the full trinity, but in itself pull a new breed of gaming. Second, if they have keeps or raids with archers lined atop, and not waves, but set but a set amount of enemies that you must fight through, a few traps to get the big boss, that would be better. And will there be item or gold loss upon death in world PvP? Joshua P. Can someone please explain to me what that was? I have <laughs> no idea what I just
0: read. Oh, it's a good thing we're all nerds here. <laughs> uh, yes.
1: Especially gaming, gaming MMO nerds. Yeah. Uh, he went over quite a bit in this, actually. And first of all, from what I understand, they already said that there's not going to be any kind of gold or item loss in world PvP. Mm-hmm.
3: What does that that even mean? Like, I don't even understand what that means. Why would anyone even ask that? There has never been a game ever made (laughs) that has gold loss (laughs) upon death in PvP, is there?
1: Not that I know of. Well, maybe. Oh,
3: Ultima? Ultima, Oh, there's also Anarchy. Those are the only two games I could even imagine that have ever had that. And And that was the worst aspect of that game, and they've never done it again.
0: I think Diablo 2. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
2: uh, Runescape. Yep. Uh, I think Eric Quest One first came out. The Zex servers. I'm done. The Zeck servers had golden item loss. You could actually rob the person's right. corpse that you killed in PvP.
0: Right. But barring the the MMO version of Atlantis, um, has there ever been, you know, a, a, a new MMO out there? You know, no. I mean, the fact is, is Joshua, there, there will not be. They've said they said that there will not be a gold loss upon death and in, in and it won't be world PvP. You're pvping in Cyrodiil. though Cyrodiil is large enough to be considered a world. Let's make sure we're talking about the same thing, of course.
4: What
3: is, what is world PvP? Technical
4: world technical technicals. Just what?
3: while you're going around exploring, somebody comes up, smacks you in the back to kill you, and sits on your face for two and a half hours. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Oh, so it's not like a confined area. It's like literally the entire thing.
3: Yeah. Right. Anywhere and everywhere, oh. Shank. You can be killed. Anywhere in the world. I'm going to run away.
1: <laughs> now, for so the rest of it, what is email? It's kind of con Anyone have any thoughts on that?
2: Uh, let's see. I want to address the second one. The second point, which says, if they have keeps with archers lined atop and not ways, but a cent amount of enemies, uh, that actually sounds kind of fun. I mean, they probably may have something like that set up uh, for the keeps in World PvP. But again, you know, this is nothing. Uh, PvP and Serial, but again, we haven't had much as to.
1: Yeah, hardly anything. Exactly
2: it's not set up. But that's a good idea. I mean, I like that. You know, having to go through those. Uh, you know, you know that Bill's got 30 soldiers to get through. you got to get them all before you can actually get to the commander. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the challenge. I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Very
3: um, good. I yep. can answer the first bit. Uh, he says about mixing classes, uh, yeah, bro.
1: Totally. (laughs) Totally. Isn't that kind of the point? (laughs) Totally. Okay, terrific. Our last email, Dave. Alright,
3: this comes in from Carson. Says, please make sure people understand how a subscription plan works in MMOs. For example, the deals they give and possibly the deals they might give to console players
0: the show keep of the good work so Carson Carson, here's how it's going to work you Uh, throw your money at them and they give you content (laughs) usually what he's
1: referring to is like (laughs) most subscription based models will give you an option of either paying just the $15 a month or paying every three months every six months or yearly and usually they give you a discount per month if you do it by bulk so if you pay like for 3 months you'll get maybe 2 bucks off a month. Your 6 months maybe 5 maybe $7 for a full year off per month. It just depends on what kind of deals they might give in, in that.
2: Yeah, and as a you know, MMO, you know, alcoholic myself, mm alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> I use that. Um okay. Uh, again, I had a discussion with the earlier on today and yesterday, you know, at one point in my life, okay, I have been fully subscribed to at least five MMOs in one shot. Okay, I was paying for EverQuest Two. Still paying for WoW. Okay, <laughs> uh, you know, paying for games like uh, Aeon. You know, Lord of the Rings Online, things of that nature. All right. And what I did to help myself out was, you know, yeah, I go, I went for a three month, one game went for six months. That way, I get that huge discount applied to each of those plans, and I saved myself you know, some money. And and, that's the appeal for that sub-plan. As Joe mentioned, the more you give in terms of uh, the kind of plans, like whether it's three months, six months, and a year, you actually will see those savings.
1: Exactly. So that's something that might be looked forward to. And if I win, i never forget that, but I still love you. Forget forget what? Oh, that I'm a pain? (laughs) 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 Uh... I don't know. I think we all can be. I think Shank's a bigger one, but am not scared of that. Oh, oh! I love Shank. Damn. <laughs> all right, guys. guys go away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have the dev question of the week. Let's see what kind of weird question we can get into this week. This guy looks entirely too cheerful for his picture. Hi, I'm Steve Langmead, senior art producer here at Zenimax Online Studios, and I have your question of the week. A horse can be an adventurer's best friend, providing companionship and quick transport in the wilds of Tamriel. In The Elder Scrolls Online, you'll be able to purchase a mount of your very own. If you could name that steed, what would it be? Naming our horse? Huh? 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 <laughs> wow!
2: So many ways to go with this. <laughs>
1: Dog food. That's mine. Was that insensitive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you guys got? What about you, Dave?
3: Don't say butt stallion. Don't say butt stallion.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um... <laughs> uh, butt
0: stallion. Damn it! Butt stallion. I'd, I'd call mine horse. That's why I'd call mine. Horse. Yeah. This is horse. No, actually, I'd name him Sam. <laughs> Sam? Why Sam? Why not Sam? Is Sam such a bad name? Jeez. Joe, right. the hell? Okay.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Shane, Appreciate
2: the chat, Mr. Ed. <laughs> yes. There you go. Because a horse is a horse. You know,
1: of course. Unless, of course, that horse is Mr. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Lou. Man. Too many.
2: huh jeez. Horse. <laughs> it's just, I really don't care
0: about naming my mounts. Can someone just please say Lou? Li- once. You kind of cut off. What was that? I said, can someone please just say Liz? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shank.
4: <laughs> I wouldn't name mine anything, because I hate and I never, never use one. I'm just going to walk everywhere, man. Unless, if a horse does follow me, I'll do what I did with Shadowmere and Oblivion and knock it out and store stuff in it.
1: That was pretty <laughs> cool. Shank, Shank, what? Shank, Shank. You're going to be disappointed when you actually have to wind up using one eventually.
4: N- never. I will never, ever. I have yet to use a
1: horse. in Real, Remind me, Varwin, not to have Shank in our group when we're doing Cyrodiil.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be a great idea. We're going to have one guy lagging behind to see if anybody tries to, you know, double back on Oh,
1: shark it. bait! Like those little yes. uh, decoys they put in behind boats for great whites to come out and bite. That's yeah, new. we'll
3: see. You
2: know, we'll see Shank's death message flash across the screen. Oh yeah, something behind us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that was the dev question of the week. We are going to get into our crafting table. Last week, Lou was given Storm Dragon's Run for Cover. <laughs> Lou, how is that?
2: I actually, it's actually a pretty decent mod. I like playing it. Um, I actually tried it out exclusively just on my Battle Mage. Um, and the way this runs, okay, one of the first dragons I fought was actually, I think, the, the main one. He was called Sleef the most magnificent, okay? And let me tell you what a royal pain in the rear this guy was. Did you
0: give yourself <laughs> this name?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this fight, the very first fight I had with him, okay, he, uh, it, it was a challenge. Okay, and as the mod says, all right, they have storm abilities, meaning yes, they will use things like lightning.
0: Well, what level was your character?
2: Uh, my mage, she's thirty-eight. Okay, she's you know she's only thirty-eight.
0: Was this a comparable fight, or I mean, did you really?
2: Uh, yeah, it was a tough fight. Okay, uh, they've got a lot of hit points. Okay, and they do level up with you. So yeah, if you're level fifty, the storm dragons you're going to face are going to be level fifty.
1: So they're going to eat you?
2: Yeah, yeah they, they, they have the potential to probably kill you. Um, and the thing was, too, is that, uh, you know, as I was uh, first trying it out, my default attacks on both hands is lightning. Okay, realizing, why am I not doing any damage to this thing? Holy crap, he uses lightning. Why would that even work on him? <laughs> it's like trying to use fire to kill a lava elemental. <laughs> you know, instead of killing him, you're healing him. <laughs> you're not doing any damn damage.
0: Yeah. I've always oh. wondered that about games.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that amazes me too. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing too with this fight.
0: With what these, was the most effective?
2: I actually used my frost attacks. I was using Ice Spike against him in Ice Storm when and he landed. Worked. Yeah, it worked. Okay. Dreamed the hell out of my mana, my magica, but yeah, it worked. Thank God for magica pots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the big thing I liked about this mod too... Uh, especially when you first fight Sleet the Magnificent, he's actually your first fight, and I, I do mention this because I wanted to make a point about it. it's like you're know, you're fighting dragons, all right. In any of the myths and legends I've ever read as a kid up to now, D and D, all right, dragons don't just breathe fire, don't just breathe frost, acid. You know they can speak different languages. Okay, they're immensely old, they're powerful. Why wouldn't they not use spells against you? You know, this uh, Sleeth is actually using shouts against you, okay? He's knocking you around because, you know, it, think about it. You're the dragon warrior, yeah, but you know what? You're fighting. Why don't they have the same abilities as you do?
0: Oh, that's cool. So they're using, they're ju- using dragon shouts as well.
2: Yeah. That's it, cool. It's like, why would, not, why would not any of the dragons in Skyrim not use unrelenting force against you? I mean, hell, they created yeah. a language. It's the language, right? They can use, they, why don't they use disarm if you're armed? How was right, the quest? Was,
0: wasn't there a quest in the game?
2: Uh, yes, I only did a couple of them right now, mm. but it, it's just that uh, the fighting itself was what uh, made it exciting because it was actual challenge. You know, it did give me a, a nice challenge, um, tough fights, especially the very first time. You know, getting knocked around, saying, "Why? Why am I not moving? Oh, he just hit me! <laughs> my body's being flung across the screen." <laughs> mm. You know, I'm not dead, but he, you know, totally disrupted my spell.
0: Have you have okay. you done? You said you did a few of the quests. I mean, what like you know the first one or two of them, or
2: uh, actually just the first one for now. Okay. Because he was actually. I got jumped by Sleep the Most Magnificent on my way to uh, you know get Serana. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> the Dim Hollow Crypt. Okay. So, you know, cool. in the end, it, it is a, it is a good mod. It's a lot of fun uh if you like that kind of challenge it's not a difficult challenge but it is you know an unexpected challenge i think people will like it
1: very good Mm -hmm. cool all right ivar what is
0: our next week's challenge so yeah mod challenge of the week guys all right uh just to remind you here's how it works all right uh the mod challenge is for one host only for that week i'm going to announce who the challenge is for the host will click on the link here in the notes and they have until the next show to install and try the mod. This week goes to drum roll, please. Dr- drum roll, please. All right, shake, shake yes, the sir, tank. I don't have one for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Help if I got off mute. Uh, yeah, let's play. see. Click. Oh, Why do you still totally. muted? You're on a this freaking is- radio show, dude. We have to listen to you, right? <laughs>
4: No, because my, my mom has a terrible habit of calling me in the middle. So just
3: for cover all bases. Oh. Gonna... <laughs> you know what would okay. be actually funny as if Shank already has this. Let's see. Because... Uh,
4: hold on, hold on. Yeah. It's loading. Loading.
1: This is totally Better
4: cities. Oblivion. Oh, so you're making me play Oblivion on PC, huh? Okay, so let's see what this is. <laughs> Better Cities by... Oh, my goodness. That is a long name. His, his name is now going to be Kenneth. Uh, so, <laughs> Better Cities by Kenneth. Uh, description, here we go. A compilation of the Better Cities mod translated from the original German mods into English with some other mods integrated in and then vastly enhanced and expanded on. So, originally from Kenneth, here you have... And, oh, so... He, oh, dude, uh funny yeah I kind of played this (laughs) (laughs) All of it I I, I saw some of the
1: screenshots I was like yep I've been there so yeah these are um, Shank. what you should have done I've been like oh this is great yeah I'll be happy to talk about it next week (laughs)
4: <laughs> i can still talk about it next week and give my quote reaction but basically the screenshots are they're enhanced versions of the the main cities of the game including the imperial city right they're supposed
0: to add quests and npcs mm-hmm. to to it as well
4: yeah it's it's not yeah exactly it's not just architecture but there's a bunch of quests it's basically like new expanded content i guess if you will right for uh the gorgeous cities of oblivion
0: um yeah including the waterfront district if you, you know, know what chank you're, yeah. you're breaking my immersion right now i was really excited for you to play this and then you're all like oh, now i have to play on the pc and then you're like oh i'm this to me dude i'm sorry i played oh, this I'm so really hard. hard you can't change mine
1: <laughs> you owe him an apology sir <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea
4: you're gonna pick that i was like oh cool i played this <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, there you have it. All right, so next oh, week. Oh, that's a nice week. So what we're going to do right now, guys, is get it, we're going to give <laughs> Lou the helm, and he's going to go into Lou's lore segment. We're going to be luring with Lou in the Elder Scroll.
2: All righty. Thank you very much, sir. So today, just to help uh, you know with the Oblivion mod that Shank has already played, so Debbie Downer himself, uh, <laughs> today <laughs> I just wanted to go over one of the classes you could play in Oblivion. And, keeping with the theme of all things magic and magicka, all right, I'm going to discuss the witch hunter. Seeking the dark and the profane. Or, in the words of some unknown tome in Oblivion, swift on foot and clever with spells. They use distance as their ally. Slower adversaries are fodder for their arrows. So, what are they? Well, quick definition, witch hunters serve as adept anti-mage combat artists who utilizes various schools of magic and marksmanship to combat their foes. All right. And to assist in this prowess, they also excel at lockpicking and athletics. And they are dedicated to rooting out and destroying the practices and practitioners of the you know, dark cults and profane sorcery. They've been trained for martial and magical war against vampires, cultists, necromancers, oh my, and their summoned creatures. They use bows, both real and bound, as their standard weapons. A skilled marksman can shoot a mage while avoiding any incoming spells and outrun any slow daedra while peppering them with arrows and spells. I don't know about you, but I haven't hit any slow daedra. <laughs> they just kick my butt. <laughs> also essential to the witch hunter is the magical skill of Destruction. These spells can augment arrows and are quite effective at exploiting or creating weaknesses of the enemies, as well as disintegrating their armor and weapons. Close range destruction spells such as Cold Touch gives Witch Hunters an advantage in melee encounters, where projectiles would be less effective. In conjunction with these skills, Athletics is very useful. It allows the Witch Hunter to keep a distance between themselves and enemies. As one of the few classes without either an armor skill or alteration, for shield spells, keeping away from damage is a useful strategy. Well, I never knew that. Playing Oblivion, I never played that particular class. But knowing now that they don't have those skills, that might be a challenge (laughs) to undertake. But I digress. It is also important that they make use of conjuration. However, some witch hunters consider this school of magic as the tools of the enemy and create a risk of contamination. But these spells are so useful, no witch, hunter, no witch Hunter does without them. And summoning a creature to take the melee damage for you or binding a cuirass on yourself are both very effective when taking out fast and powerful enemies. Turn Undead is also a great spell for a Witch Hunter, especially when cleansing a lair of Necromancy. The other magic skill of the Witch Hunter is Mysticism. Primary to dispel any summoned creatures from their summoner, but also comes in handy to detect life and soul trap enemies the more powerful spells of reflect and spell absorption are useful weapons in their arsenal. A Witch Hunter is also knowledgeable of the secrets of alchemy. Poisoned arrows and a few powerful potions can be all it takes to tip the balance in favor of the Witch Hunter. Potions of shield, restore, and cure disease are the most useful when fighting vampires and necromancers, as are the damage magica and silence poisons. So, what are some of races that can make Witch Hunters a really cool class? Well, Breton's due to their proficiency with both defensive and offensive magic. They have that innate ability to resist magic, and it gives them extreme defense against hostile magical users. Altmer, while weak to magic, both stronger magical power and a more vast magical pool. Dunmer, gain bonuses to marksmen and destruction, making them adept offensively for the Witch Hunter class. The proficiency with light armor also helps counter the Witch Hunter's vulnerability to melee attacks. And... A last item here, Shank's favorite. Female Argonians possess racial abilities that suit Ooh. the class. <laughs> they excel <laughs> at illusion and mysticism, two helpful skills for the witch hunter, while their experience with alchemy allows them to craft poisons to dip their arrows in. Poisons that will damage magicka, helping them combat mages, forcing them to rely on physical prowess in battle. Additionally, Argonian females are innately more intelligent than most, which in yes. turn. Is a key adjective for the use of spell weaving so that's the witch hunter class in a nutshell the exploration of all things magicka continues next week and I just want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages the Elder Scrolls wiki and the Imperial Library for the information tonight take a look at those sites they have a lot of lore and I know if you like it as much as I do you'll be there for hours if not days
1: <laughs> alrighty Lou you're the man no, you demand. You demand. You demand. No, nope. you demand. You the. You the best. <laughs> you the <da> best. <laughs> all right, guys, it's time for our final thoughts of the evening, and I gotta say that, um, yeah, submodel, you heard it all here, guys, and you will not be hearing Meanie Barwin next week. You'll be hearing Dave, Lou, and Shank holding down the fort for us while we are away, getting you guys some more content from PAX you buy one Uh,
0: i'm looking forward to that pax prime trip dude me too it's gonna be have you have you been there i have never been there no no so this yeah it's gonna be my first time going to pax prime as well and i remember going to pax east i there was just so much going on um i was just beside myself i didn't know where to go first and And i hear that pax prime's a lot bigger yeah so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a great adventure for sure. Um, look look for look for us. We're gonna be doing um, at least one live stream at some point during the weekend. We'll we'll keep you up to date on that. Hopefully uh, we'll have some information to uh, to let the guys know so they can announce it on the show. Um, but uh, I'm having I'm I'm gonna have a great time. I can't wait.
1: And I get to hang out with Alvaro again for a few days. Hopefully he can put up with me after that.
2: Yeah. Hey, I meet sure Brian be- for the first time.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely going to hang out with Brian for the first time. That'll be entertaining. Yeah, Blue. Uh, what about your final thoughts, buddy?
2: Uh, my final thoughts. Yeah, I'll bring back the pink elephant sub plan. Uh, I'm hoping Sauce just reconsiders and brings the more options in. Come on, let's have pre-inscription. We all know why it's necessary, but what I also want to appeal to. the broadest audience possible. Let's get some free-to-play in there as well. You know, make this game available for as many people as you can. And, you know, I'm also going to say Dave, Shank, and I are going to get ready to make the second best episode ever. Oh! <laughs> next week.
3: <laughs> They're already calling it. <laughs> Dave. God, I know, man. I was itching so bad to make Joe and avarwin shut up just so me and Luke can talk about the best episode ever. Man Shank it's going to be awesome. We're going to invite you in to the best episode ever group. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so so Dave, is it safe to
3: say that things just keep getting better? <laughs> <up? laughs> uh, I'm yeah. it's I don't want Joan of one back.
0: Uh, you know we're doing a good show when when we got Shank singing at the end of it. <laughs> we did a good job. <laughs> yeah, next week is going to be
3: Amazing. Fucking wear pants.
1: Uh no webcam then? Spare oh, audience. No webcam. <laughs> Shank. My
4: my 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 zipper just broke. Oh my god.
1: That that's all. That's disgusting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> scared.
1: Disgusting. Anything else? That that that's all I got. Right, okay, please save us. You boy, I want to go into how to reach us.
0: Quick! all right so so how to reach <laughs> us uh <laughs> elder scrolls off the record.com is our website if you enjoy this show come check us out at elder scrolls off the record.com links to all of our various uh content including up to the minute news articles about elder scrolls elder scrolls online and general gaming over at questgamingnetwork.com that is our main site for everything quest gaming network related you can port a lot to Elder Scrolls off the com all of our archived episodes and soon well you can port a lot to it now Dungeon quest is coming back in a big way guys look for it starting September right after Pax prime we're gonna start working on this again uh youtube.com forward slash quest gaming network is our YouTube channel that's the only place that you're gonna to find totally heroes which is totally live on Mondays starting at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's QGN's weekly video newscast starring our network news director, Joe Bradford, and the QGN staff writers, Brian Armstrong, and the Tank. That's Totally Heroes, totally live, Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Come check us out. And, of course, that is broadcast through our twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network. Channel, which by the way, we stream every single day. Come to twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network and check out the uh, schedule that we have up there. Every single day of the week, streams just for you. Follow us over there as well to get updates on when we're actually doing that. Uh, you heard him at the top of the show $10 mentions is a service. That we offer. If you've got something you want to shout out, call out, or advertise, $10 gets you what you want. Top of the show, prime real estate and radio. Uh, also, all right, where to listen to us? You're hearing us now with whatever you're using, but maybe you want to hear us somewhere else. Well, iTunes is a place that you can go, including Stitcher Radio and, yes, Zoom. Back when they were allowing people to broadcast on Zoom, we signed up and we're still there, so Zoom. RSS feed as well. We offer that on our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, questgamingnetwork.com. You can get our RSS feed right there on the right-hand side at the top of the page. Grab that up, drop it into your favorite podcast reader. We recommend Podkicker or RSS Demon from the Google Play Store. We really recommend Stitcher Radio if you have an Android phone, but if that uh, doesn't tickle your fancy, Podkicker and RSS Demon from the Google Play Store. Good stuff. It's free and it's fun to use. No hassle. Don't forget our other shows. Rift off the record live Sundays at 7 p.m. We broadcast Sundays at 7 p.m. Twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network. And like I said, Dungeon Quest coming back in September. All the laughs that you may know Dungeon Quest for will be here. More, More information as that comes in. All right, we got a, we got a quick side up right now on questgamingnetwork.com You can go check out all of our archived episodes. It is on iTunes as well And yeah, it's on iTunes now thanks to Joe, yeah And uh, soon we're going to have that on, uh, on Stitcher Radio as well. I'll put in the application for that uh, Twitter, if you like to tweet we're on Twitter as well and we enjoy tweeting You can find the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. That's Joe right over there Raise your hand, Joe He's raising his hand right now. He's can be found at the widget, W-I-G-I-T. I'm a Varwin. You can follow me at a Varwin. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou, lore master on ice. He's doing a triple axle right now with a book in his hand. That's gamerguy 11 bgamergui G-A-M-E-R-G-U-I-1-1-1-B with a triple toe loop. Very nice and graceful, Lou. Thank you very much. Dave is at d-n-f-o-r-c-e He's got pigtails, he's manly at the same time It's a conundrum, I know I don't know how it works But And shank can be found at shank tank S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K And as shank always likes to say Things just keep getting better
4: You were a little flat on the floor Okay, that's okay
1: though. Yeah uh, Okay, I am disturbed I'm trying to get my bearings are we done? <laughs> all right, guys. Alice <laughs> <laughs> Scrolls Out the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Network. And I just want to say, foos for all you all next week. Well, Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Take care, everyone. Glad
2: you're
4: all here. Hope to see you all again next week.
3: Have a great one, y'all. We'll see
4: you next time. I am the mightiest dwarf in all of Azeroth.
0: Alright. we can- cancel something on Home and Garden? What?
1: <laughs> the pumice stones are on back order.
0: Did they cancel a show of yours on on, on TV? <laughs> Dude, if
4: they did that, trust me, Janine would uh, wring my neck. Shank would be like,
0: things kept getting <laughs> <here."> <laughs>
1: <laughs> And I had M-rated okay. warnings all over the it place. It can't be the worst game. It's not like they
3: have a giant purple dildo weapon as part of the game.
1: Oh, uh, it does, Dave.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah, we are gonna master debate. That's
0: All right. right.
3: <laughs> the students wait while they
2: masturbate. Ah! Oh! Guess the movie from. Guess the movie. Ah.
0: <laughs> Dave,
1: there's what? a package slider when you're creating your character. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and I went to get my guy some clothes at the store, and I could put a, I could have him run around in a bra and a skirt if I wanted to is it's time for it's time for
0: it. off the record off the record oh the record yeah we're waiting for another question from the chat room
3: master not silent asks what game are you talking about it wasn't the question for the off you know, record, but we were totally talking about uh, dark 2. too it's, it's like magic
4: it's awesome. i have an entire bedroom that is Filled door to, like, floor to ceiling with glow sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Shanks,
2: folks, Shanks, all night rave coming to you live.
4: (laughs) (laughs) BUSHOLDAR!